Hello, this is Salil from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 12th of February. India recorded 50,407 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the total infection tally to over 4.25 crore. The number of new infections is significantly lower than yesterday's count of 58,077 cases. With 804 deaths in the past 24 hours, the cumulative death toll has climbed to 5,7981. The Uttar Pradesh government has released revised COVID guidelines that allow schools in states to reopen for all classes from Monday. Offices have also been permitted to function at full capacity. Nearly 10,000 protesters in Australia marched in Canberra to the parliament building today to protest against the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. The protesters were seen waving the red Australian ensign flag associated with sovereign citizens implying that the national laws do not apply to them. Protesters, many with children, rallied holding banners with slogans such as fight for your freedom and rights, free os freedom now or no forced drugs written above a symbol of a syringe. Similar protests against vaccine mandates have also been witnessed in New Zealand, Canada and France in the recent past. Globally the coronavirus has infected over 40.85 crore people and caused more than 58 lakh deaths so far. In the wake of international criticism on Karnataka's hijab row, the Ministry of External Affairs today released a statement saying that motivated comments about internal issues of our country are not welcome. This statement comes just a day after a US government agency that monitors religious freedom slammed the Karnataka government claiming that hijab bans in schools violated religious freedom and stigmatized and marginalized women and girls making a statement on behalf of the ministry arindam bakchi said and i quote a matter regarding dress code in some educational institutions in the state of karnataka is under judicial examination by the honorable high court of karnataka our constitutional framework and mechanisms as well as our democratic ethos and polity are the context in which issues are considered and resolved He added and said that those who know India well would have a proper appreciation of these realities. Motivated comments on our internal issues are not welcome. The hijab row started in Karnataka in December end when a few students of a government pre-university college in Udupi who attended classes wearing headscarves were asked to leave the campus. The matter then spread to different parts of the state with youngsters backed by right-wing outfits responding by wearing saffron scarves to college. As the protests took a violent turn, the government has declared a 3-day holiday for the concerned educational institutions. An officer of the Central Reserve Police Force and another security personnel were injured today in an encounter with alleged Maoists in Chhattisgarh's Bijapur district. The police claim that the encounter between CRPF's 168th Battalion and the Maoists allegedly took place in a forest area in Bijapur's Usur block, said Superintendent of Police Kamalochan Kashyap. The area is about 440 kilometers away from the state capital Raipur. According to a statement issued by Inspector General of Police of Bastar Range, Sundaraj P, the battalion was on road security duty when Maoists opened fire. The security forces retaliated and a gunfight broke out. Assistant Commandant SB Tirke who was from Jharkhand was killed in the encounter and another security personnel Abarao was injured. The condition of the injured personnel is now stable the statement said. Police have told the NDTV that more forces have been rushed to the spot to comb the area and the situation is now under control. 
A ceremony was held at the Tezpur Air Force Station in Assam today to pay respect to seven army personnel who were killed in an avalanche in Arunachal Pradesh, the NDTV reported. The personnel were identified as Havaldar Jugal Kishore along with riflemen Arun Kattal, Akshay Pathania, Vishal Sharma, Rakesh Singh and Ankesh Bharadwaj. A gunner by the name of Gurbaj Singh was also killed. After the ceremony, the bodies were sent to the native places of the personnel in Punjab, Himachal Pradesh and Jammu and Kashmir. The soldiers were part of a patrol which was struck by an avalanche in the high-altitude area of Kameng sector in Arunachal Pradesh on February 6, 2022, the Indian Army said in a statement. Search and rescue operations were launched immediately, including airlifting of specialized teams. The area of incident was witnessing heavy snowfall and inclement weather since the last few days which made the rescue operations more challenging for the specialized teams tasked to locate and recover the soldiers. Uttarakhand Chief Minister Pushkar S. Dhami today said that as soon as the new BJP government is formed, they will form a committee to prepare a draft of the Uniform Civil Code in the state. According to ANI, Dhami said that the Uniform Civil Code will provide for the same laws regarding marriages, divorce, land property and inheritance for all people, irrespective of their faith. He claimed that the law will enhance social harmony, boost gender justice, strengthen women empowerment and help protect the extraordinary cultural, spiritual identity and environment of the state. He also said that the panel that will be formed to prepare the draft uniform civil code will comprise of legal experts, retired people, intellectuals and other stakeholders. A uniform civil code for the country has been part of BJP's successive election manifestos. He also added that the BJP government in Uttarakhand will derive inspiration from Goa which has set an example before the country by implementing a common civil code. Prime Minister Narendra Modi will today address an election rally in Uttarakhand's Rudrapur. Congress General Secretary Priyanka Gandhi Vadra will also address rallies in Uttarakhand's Khadima, Haldwani and Srinagar today. Uttarakhand, where no party has managed to win back-to-back elections, votes on February 14th in a single phase. The votes will be counted on March 10th. Listeners, our team of reporters and producers are on the ground in the poll-bound states, catching the pulse of the voters to bring you a comprehensive account of issues that truly matter. We have also put together a new show titled Another Election Show. You can watch it on our website newslaundry.com or head on to our YouTube channel. To continue bringing you stories that matter, we cannot do without your support. We are not funded by the government or private corporations. What we do is only possible because our precious subscribers pay to keep our independent news platform running. Help keep the spirit of independent news alive. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right corner today. The Ukraine government today urged its citizens to keep calm and avoid panicking in the face of mounting worries of invasion from Russia, the Al Jazeera reported today. The appeal made by the foreign ministry has come in a day after the United States and other countries urged their citizens to leave Ukraine immediately. In the statement, the Ukraine foreign ministry has said that at the moment it is critically important to remain calm, to consolidate inside the country and to avoid destabilizing actions that sow panic. The United States claimed an invasion could happen any time now. Some US media houses suggested that an invasion could begin shortly after German Chancellor Olaf Scholz concludes talks with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Moscow on Tuesday. 
The Ukrainian government fears that the US statements are hurting public morale and are damaging the country's struggling economy by crimping business activity. After the speculations of the war starting any time were raised by the United States, the Reuters reported that Putin had requested for a telephone call between him and Joe Biden to take place on Monday. However, Joe Biden had stated that he wanted to conduct the call sooner, so the two leaders will discuss the impending situation later today. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken has expressed that if the issue is not resolved with diplomacy, the United States would impose swift economic sanctions on Russia. Australia and New Zealand today have also joined the countries urging their citizens to leave Ukraine after the United States expressed the possibility of an air assault to occur any time. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.